Welcome to Heart Matter, a podcast about purpose and connection. I am Tina Hensi. I'm an Akashic Records practitioner, medium, and your host. I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right. Hi, welcome. Hi. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. And I really appreciate you coming and making the time to do this. I've been wanting to share you with the world for some time now. Oh, it's so appreciated. And it's so funny. The whole time I've been thinking of it is I just want to support you and what you're doing. So I'm just flattered you wanted me here. I appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you. And so we've got Risha Lee, and she is a psychic medium. And um, can you tell me a little bit about like where you are, where you grew up and how this? Yeah, yeah. I am in Regina, Saskatchewan in Canada. It's like right in the middle of Canada, right in the prairies. Um, I really have always had abilities, I guess. I just didn't really recognize what it was. To me, I kind of thought, especially with the mediumship, I thought you would like see dead people walking around in front of you. And that's not at all how it is for me. So I've always kind of had interest in it. I used to watch a lot of those shows with my mom, actually, like the... um, ghost hunting shows rescue mediums is a big one for me so we always watch that kind of stuff my mom taught me a lot of my kind of core spiritual knowledge and whatnot and then when I was 26 she passed away super Mm -hmm. unexpectedly um Mm -hmm. and that kind of led me down the path of where does it where do you go what happens when you pass and it just kind of I think that happens with a lot of mediums yeah something prompts it so for me it was just kind of that was setting me in the trajectory of where I was meant to be going. And I know for a fact, had that not happened, I never would be where I am now for sure. So she played a part for sure. Yeah. Um, And what, what year was that, that she passed? That was in 2016. Um, And then I stayed with my horrific job that I was in for another year and a half. And then that's when I ended up quitting. And I just kind of, I actually took some time where I wasn't working at all. I was literally just focusing on my development, kind of just went crazy with all of this stuff and just so fascinated reading as much as I could, gaining as much knowledge as I could, practicing as much as I could. Like it was just got the ball rolling and then it snowballed. So I was very lucky to be able to have, I think it was maybe six months where I wasn't working. It was just purely focused on this. And I know lots of people don't have the opportunity to do that. So I'm very grateful for that. Oh my gosh. And so can you, I know what you used to do, but can you tell us a little bit about what you used to do as your job? <laughs> yes. I was in an insurance company. I was a health and dental claims adjudicator. So I was the one who approved or denied your claim if you were going to get paid for what you had done. So it, I was there for just about four years and I was more than happy to be done when I was. It's just so funny because you, you sent me your bio and I just thought that was a coincidence that you and I both became a medium, you know, had we been our whole life probably. And then our very last job right before we quit to do what we're supposed to do would be insurance. So I was a hundred percent. Well, and it's so funny because I feel like whose passion in life is insurance, you know, like for me, a big part of it was, well, I, it's the benefits and it's the pension and it's the day off every two weeks. And, you know, like they get kind of suck you in, in that way. But I was just at the point where the environment was not a healthy one. It certainly was not a passion. So I knew it was time to be done when I was done. That's for sure. Oh, that's such a good feeling. Like, you know, (laughs) right decision when you're relieved, right? Like a hundred percent. Oh my gosh. 
Um, and so now we, I would like to honor your mom today. So what is her name? Tina. Oh, that's the funny thing. So do you remember the first time that we met was I had done an Instagram contest for a free reading and you ended up being the one that was pulled. And I didn't know at the time, like I just scrolled through, okay, this is the winner. And then when you told me Tina, I was going, oh my gosh, thanks mom. So Get There's out. a special button there for sure. I'm gonna cry. Oh my gosh. I, you know, it's so funny. I actually had to text my best friend yesterday because she, Christine, and she said that I'm like, can you please tell me how did we meet Risha? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, you how it came in. She's like, Tina, you won a, a reading from her online. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I did. And I I can't even remember because I've had a couple of readings from you. For sure. For sure. And just, we become sort of online friends. And um, like she said, it was all like, like this history from there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. And that was just yesterday. And I didn't realize that you remembered. I can, I tend to like forget things, you know, sometimes a hundred percent. I usually do too. And in that case, I remember so specifically because as soon as you had told me your name was Tina, I was going that's a coincidence. I don't really believe in coincidences, but like it just right away, as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, I just, and then especially with the way that we've connected and um, I feel like there, we've got so much common ground and I just love you as a human being. So I knew right away it was like, okay, thanks mom. Thanks for bringing this person my way. So oh, I'm so happy. Well, thank you, Tina, for bringing us <laughs> together. And that is so cool. Um, and I, yeah, I do have that similar story where my brother passed and then I did dive into mine too. And so that, that sort of thing, it's interesting. You never know where you would be if they hadn't gone when they did. And, um, it's almost like they left you with a gift, you know, and, and gosh, it's, it's bittersweet, but, um, I was also going to ask you, I I've been wanting to ask you this for a while. Um, what like, would you say is your main Claire, like your prominent Claire, Claire very much Claire sentience. I'm very, very, very empathic, like to the extreme I mean, and, um, Claire sentience, I feel like ties in with that. And I yeah. noticed for me, one of the main indicators of that is I'm always saying, I yeah. feel like this. I feel like that. I don't feel like that. So for me, it's definitely feeling the other ones kind of all tied together when I'm doing readings, but just in general, clairsentience would be like your number my one primary for sure. And it's like, you're, you know, that, that would be like, I mean, that's your barometer, you know, how you felt before you entered the reading. And then now something new is coming in. So, you know, that your, your body's telling you what's going on with the reading. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and, and I think for me, that's very often why when I'm doing readings for me, it's not a, oh, this person was six feet tall with brown hair and they like this kind of clothing. For me, it's much more their personality and the feeling that I get from the essence of who they were and are. So that's why a lot of times for me, it is much more describing personality and character traits and that sort of thing versus like what they look like or their physical appearance. Mm-hmm, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, um, you are, I mean, I've, I'm a medium too, you know, and I have had many readings myself and as mediums or, you know, just humans, I, I mean, we need help too. So I go to other places to get readings and, um, just to get out of my own ego and, and stuff like that. And, and just to hear my loved ones and you're, I mean, I've, I've had readings from profound 
renowned mediums that are very famous and you've got to be one of the best out oh of thank life. you that's very meaningful thank I you mean, whatever you're doing to clear yourself or to get yourself right before a reading or just just tune in your um the details that you've given me are just too it's just too cool I mean you, nobody would know so and I know that um you know you're really good with names too sometimes and, or like, a not, <laughs> but I, I remember you giving me um, initials like a jit or this sound. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's, and I'm like, and sometimes I don't know. And I'll hang up. And the next day I'm like, Oh my gosh, I know exactly what she was talking about. You know, like, oh, that's a, so funny. like, and that, you know, and that was my aunt Sherry. And it was like, Oh my gosh, I, my aunt Sherry was like a mom to me. Like, so I just, oh. I just feel like, um, you know, and little things just, and I, I just, I'm just always blown away. Like, I'm like, what could I possibly hear this time that I need to hear? But I'm like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> I just, you know, and I, and I feel like some of the messages that come through, and I think you can um, vouch for this is that, you know, when they come to us, they want you to know that, you know, they're here with us. They're still here. And so just little things are, are you know, they're showing us doesn't have to have a big meaning, but that you know, they're, they're here showing us like, Hey, I'm watching, I'm protecting. I'm still here. Hi. I agree. A hundred percent. I remember, I don't usually, I don't know about you. I don't usually remember readings afterwards, like, especially in terms of if I've done a reading for someone a year ago, I don't remember if it's their grandpa on the other side or if their mom is on the other side, I just don't retain any of it. And to me, I like to think of myself as kind of like a funnel. <laughs> it's just going through me. So I don't hold on to a lot of it, but there's one reading I remember so clearly. I had done a reading for this lady. It was her dad coming through and partway through the reading, he was just showing me like a door to the front of a home with steps going up to it. And then the steps being taken away. And I don't know what it's supposed to be. It doesn't mean anything to me. And she burst out crying and said, I just had the steps on my front of my home replaced yesterday. So um, to, it's nothing meaningful in terms of who cares if your steps are new or not but for her to know that her dad was right there and he knew she had done that and I always like to get pieces of information like that where it's not something you would have posted on Facebook it's not something you had conversations with a bunch of people about those are the pieces where I am always mind boggled by what spirit gives because I'm it's always fascinating to me. I always find it to be so cool to see stuff like that happen. So I'm just grateful to be the messenger. Yes, yes, I know. And it's doesn't don't you feel like, especially losing your mom, I feel like um, you're healing yourself through these sessions with these people. And it's like, Oh, I did it. I did it for someone else. I got to do it for myself. I now I'm doing it for other people. And a 100%. And I think also for me, having had I not gone through that, it's a different kind of grief. And obviously, I'm sure you can relate with your brother. When you have a grandparent pass, okay, it's the process of life. It's not quite the same as when you lose someone unexpectedly or like with your brother. Obviously, that's not something you probably saw coming. So it's very, it's a different kind of grief. And I think being able to go through that and kind of experience everything that I did with that, yeah. it gave me the insight to be able to help people in the way that I hopefully or strive to do now with my reading. So yeah. that's a big impact of, or a big intention of why I do readings at all. Yes, I, I get that totally. Oh my gosh. So I, there's just so much I can relate to you with. And I was wondering, I, I always, <laughs> I'm, I'm always 
interested in talking to other mediums because I feel like I have all these experience and uh, experiences in public where I'm like, you know, I'm meeting somebody new. I'm at, I'm at the kids like basketball team, um, you know, event, or I'm at a basketball game or I'm like, or I'm at a ballet recital and the moms are getting to know each other. And I'm like, Oh, here we go. Like, <laughs> like, here we go. I'm, Oh, I work in real estate. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, did I, Oh, what do you do? Oh. And then like, it comes to me and I, for so many years, I mean, I've been doing this almost 16 years or so. And it's like, I, so many years, I just lied. I just said, Oh, I'm just a stay at home mom. Well, I guess that wasn't a really a lie, but it was right. Right. Partial truth. (laughs) I just didn't want to talk about it. I was just nervous about reactions and, you know, um, how, how did you deal with that? Like, you know, kind of coming out like, or have you, I'm just number one. I have to say, I am so blessed. My close family members really all of my family, unless they're ones who haven't like said anything to me about it for the most part, just totally embraced it. Like my closest family members were just kind of like, okay. Like they didn't even see anything strange with it. And I know my dad has said like, oh, we knew there was weird stuff that would kind of go on with you when you're little. So it really wasn't a surprise to them. Um, In terms of other people, it's so fascinating because I, I have to say, um, in terms of what people think of me or that kind of thing, I can be very self-conscious. I'm definitely more introverted, especially like in a group of new people. I'm the one who's like, I'm good. I'll just observe everyone. I don't need to be involved in it. But when it comes to this, I kind of just don't care. Like it just, it kind of got to the point where I just am, Uh, the people who are meant to come to me will come to me. The people who are meant to be important in my world are not going to have a problem with it. So the ones that do, um, that's okay. That that's for them to feel that way. And I remember so clearly, I'm so lucky and blessed that I haven't had a whole lot of that's the devil's work or you're crazy or you're a fraud or whatever. But I remember so specifically, I was talking with a kind of distant relative and we really didn't know each other that well. And she said, Oh, what do you do for a living? And I said, I'm a psychic medium. And she goes, Oh, and just turned and just started a conversation with someone else. That's probably the worst that I've ever come across, which really isn't that bad. But for the most part, it's kind of just a deep understanding that not everyone's going to get it. Not like this isn't for everyone. I totally understand that there's really tons of different people in the world not everyone's going to get it but it's just more so the ones that are supposed to be in my world or important to me they're not going to care they're not going to judge it or they're going to be interested in it so that's kind of at the point I am now great oh my gosh so many of us could learn from you like I I think it took I swear I think it took me like oh god I mean years to be able to like say and now I that's I'm totally okay with it I mean I'm 45 I, I have kids now I'm a little bit more grounded in in my, who I am and stuff like that. And a lot more grounded in who I am. And I'm, I'm really just, I didn't have the effort anymore. One day I just said it and it felt so good to just Mm -hmm. say, and they're like, what do you mean? But some people say, what do you mean? And some say, Mm -hmm. well, I'm a Christian, so I don't know. Or I, yeah, I don't know about that. Or what do you see with me when you look at me? Or yeah, (laughs) that's a big one. Can you read me? What do you see around me? You know, I think also a big piece of it is reading your audience and who you're around. If you're around someone that you know is 
really not going to take it well or that it would be offensive to them. I don't think it's dishonoring yourself to maybe be a little bit more vague about what you do or I'm a consultant or I have my own business. But I I think part of it is reading your audience too and just kind of knowing not everyone is going to be thrilled about it or super fascinated. Yeah, right. Like standing on a podium, like this is what I do. Now everyone knows. (laughs) (laughs) Very much so. (laughs) But it's it's so cool. I mean, I I do I do feel I I do feel like in this day and age, it's more common and a lot of people don't bat an eye. And a lot of and other people are still curious about it because they don't have anybody in their life that way. But um in in general, I think that the earth right now is going through so many transformations and just as a whole. Right. And, and Mm -hmm. and everybody is becoming, you know, you're going to have to get on the boat or you're going to get off the boat. I'm not saying everybody has to be medium or psychic, but I do sense that feeling. And I don't know if you feel it too, if you're, you know, I mean, I'm sure you do the energy around um, tapping into that spirituality is a necessity now and whatever it is, if it's church for you, then go to church, you know, grab your spirituality wherever you can and, um, and get in there and, and um, get to know yourself, your soul. And I agree a hundred percent. I am very much on the same page. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but I will sometimes do readings with someone who's pregnant or they're about to become pregnant and there's a soul waiting to come in. And very often with that energy, I'm going, oh my gosh, this is like an empath kid to the extreme, or this is like a really intuitive child. And it seems to be like quite a few of those types of souls that are waiting to come in as well. So to me, it almost seems like there's just more and more happening and I'm all for it. I feel like it just makes the world a better place if you're coming in with good intentions and just compassionate toward the way other people are feeling. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. I, I, I love all that. I mean, isn't that the coolest when you can see that and you can feel it like, oh my gosh, they just, and you know, I, I feel like, you know, with a psychic medium, it's, um, it's, you know, being a psychic medium and seeing a psychic medium, it's almost as if when we talk, sometimes um, I feel like my abilities are enhanced too. And we kind of like are already there. So we're just like getting all this information together in the quantum field, you know? I, yeah, that I notice that a lot. And I find just in general, if someone is more intuitive, um, I feel like the reading just goes a little bit more smoothly. It Part of it, I think, is when someone is so intuitive, even if they're not like super knowledgeable about this stuff, they still have that awareness on some yeah. level. Whereas if yeah. someone's not as intuitive, they're maybe a little bit more closed off. Or and I always feel that difference. If someone's very intuitive, I notice the readings tend to go smoother a little bit. It's almost like the information just flows more easily. Yeah, I agree. I like that. Um, so what, I mean... I, I have all these questions for you because I, I love, <laughs> you love it. Ask away. <laughs> yeah, I love the information. And so um, and I'm sure everyone else does too. So what kind of practices do you do for yourself? Like I know because, it, you know, you and I, we give so much, we give our energy and yes, we are a funnel, but at the end of the day, we do have to take care of ourselves. So how do you do that? What What is your, what are kind of practices do you want to share like that, that works for you? For sure. So on uh, like a physical mental level, I go to the gym very regularly. I walk my dog seven days a week. I try to eat healthy. I drink a ton of water. That to me is crucial, especially the exercise piece for grounding purposes. It's like, it just brings me back into my body a little bit. So (laughs) that's necessary in terms of more spiritual stuff. 
I meditate every single day. Um, I do a little prayer, I guess, talking to the universe, however you want to put it. Uh, I need alone time for sure. Like other than my dog, he can always be around, <laughs> but people wise, I definitely require alone time and quite a bit of it. It's just yeah. a necessity for me. Um, and working on being kind to myself is always good, but mostly I feel like the main ones in terms of recharging my batteries are giving myself time, um, to yeah. just decompress whether it's just like watching tv and not thinking about things or reading a book or my gym time those are the main ways for me is just to kind of because it it's hard you're giving yeah. so much of yourself and I feel like there's always that piece about like not giving too much of yourself but I do grounding very regularly I meditate every single morning I try to work with my spirit guides for myself not for other people I work with crystals kind of like the whole the whole metaphysical everything that we love but though I try very hard to have balance as much as I can between like the whole woo-woo world and then more of like being in the concrete world and I feel like that helps as well yeah I think I I imagine I can I see you as a very grounded person <laughs> I can oh, thank I mean, you <laughs> very like airy fairy sometimes I don't it's so funny I always look I look at my astrology chart and it's like oh wow I don't have any Earth <laughs> in my chart at all like I have no earth signs and I'm um, like oh, okay so that's why it's so hard for me to ground but it's like I do feel like the outside world like you say you go to the gym you walk your dogs those are very grounding activities and like being with my kids are very it's very grounding to just get yourself in the earth and just okay I'm doing like concrete hard like tangible stuff right now and it does yeah. bring me back it does it it's definitely something to be said about that and that whole water thing is like a real it's a real thing I mean the hydration and not you know because if you're hydrated I always thought like okay if I'm hydrated nothing's gonna stick to me and it's like right. not, not that we're exempt but we're definitely like it helps it really helps I mean to we me, I always get this kind of mental picture of it's almost like all that water is just flushing away anything that's not serving me. Like it's just kind of almost clearing out my energy field, yeah. but like it flushes it out. That's almost the mental picture that I have. And part of it is just, I'm, I've always been like a big water drinker, but I do make a point because to me, it, there's a, there's something with that, that feels important to me beyond just the health aspect of it. Yeah. And I love what you said, that the intention of it, like when you're drinking the water, you have that intention of just flushing it out or, you know, sometimes like I'll put little, like, like a, I'll write like a note. Like I'll say like love or like kindness or whatever. And I'll put it under my water pitcher. And then oh, I love it. That's a good idea. I got that from my Reiki teacher. And she, she told me about that a long time ago and she did it at the, um, at our Reiki training. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And sometimes if I don't write it down, I'll just think it while I'm drinking the water. Like I'm gonna, you know, this is going in. I feel like intention is so important and it does so much. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I completely agree. So, um, so you have a dog and then you said you have a cat too. And <laughs> so how long have they been with you? They've been with you a long time. Yes. My dog, he turned 13 in January. So we've been together for 12 and a half years, a little over 12 and a half years. So that's my son. Um, and then my cat, <laughs> She is 10 now. And I think I've had her for five years. It's yeah. a different dynamic. I don't know if you're like a cat person or a dog person, but 
it's a very much different dynamic, uh, <laughs> but I love my cat in her own special way. She's a very odd individual. I appreciate it. She was meant for me for sure. But my dog is kind of like my, that's my guy for sure. Aww. So I'm, I'm like, I, I'm wondering if other people are listening, um, thinking, does she see our, our loved ones that are our furry friends on the other side? Do you see them? too I do not always but I feel um a lot of times as soon as someone says is my dog there right away it'll be like oh yes there's this happy dog here but sometimes if it's really necessary like I had just done a reading for a lady a couple weeks ago and right before I even started the reading I'm like oh there's an enthusiastic dog just waiting to come through and I feel like it's one of those things where when you really need to hear it they show up regardless of animal person and again because I'm so clairsentient for me I connect with animals when they're physically here I very much communicate with them when they're on the other side it's the same so to me it's just kind of yeah not to say there's no distinction but it's very similar connecting with them if they've got something to say their personality comes through and anyone who feels like animals don't communicate or don't have personalities or don't get embarrassed or don't have likes and dislikes I just don't understand that because I feel like it's so clear and obvious interacting with them. I think so too. So do you, um, do you have a preference like for you giving a reading, whether or not you love to give, um, like mediumship type readings or psychic readings, or do you just combine everything into one? How does that make you feel like when you give them? It really depends. I always like to find out from the client what they're looking for in terms of my passion, mediumship, Oh, there's just, it's a passion for me for sure. I love the psychic stuff too. Um, but the mediumship is just kind of one of those things that just, it makes me light up. It's something that I'm so passionate about. Um, yeah. psychic stuff is cool too. I really enjoy it. And sometimes I'm kind of like, Whoa, that's cool. Like, I can't believe I got that. Even after all this time, it's still kind of mind boggling to me, but definitely mediumship is where I prefer to go. But I always find out from the client, what they're looking for out of a reading. I don't like to have too much information. Like I don't want to know I'm going through a breakup and I don't know if I should stay with this person or not. I don't like that kind of detail, but just kind of more. So are you looking for guidance for decisions? Do you want to know what your future is looking like? Do you want to connect with people on the other side? So I kind of get like a general sense from the person. And then sometimes it'll happen where they're wanting to do mostly psychic stuff. And I'm like, well, your grandma's here and she really wants to say something. So are you open to it? But I never will force it on someone. I think um, some people maybe are not ready for that or it's just not what they're looking for. So in terms of people in spirit coming through, if they're not maybe welcome, I I never force it on someone. To me, I feel like it's as much the person who's here choice as it is on the other side. So that's kind of my viewpoint, but I do love the mediumship. It's something I'm just so passionate about. Yeah. And I really loved that when you gave me my readings, I mean, how you, you know, I'm open to anything that comes through. That's the way I like to, to do my readings is that, you know, whatever spirit has to say, like I'm here and open. Um, and I think that things flow better that way and quicker. And, um, I like how you, your style of not, you know, when you do sense that something may or may not happen, you're not really, you, you don't tell the person what to do. Like you're not saying this is a good choice or this isn't a good choice. This is what could happen. And this, I mean, you're very clear about not telling people what to do. And I really love that about you because everything is so, I mean, yes, we can see the future sometimes, but you know, everything is, is, um, 
really we have free will and that and that is a very uh, admirable um ad admirable um trait i feel as a, as a psychic medium i feel like that is something that not a lot of people i mean you know, like you think, oh, you're going to go to the fair, you're going to go to the Renaissance fair or whatever. You're going to get this card reading and they're going to tell you how you're going to die and how you're going to, you know, live your life, <laughs> who you're going to marry and all this stuff. And you're like, and you're walking away feeling like, am I, but like, was that right? Like that didn't feel good. And it's like, I never walked away from a reading from you feeling like I didn't feel good or empowered or inspired or uplifted. And so I, I just, that's one of the things that I like about you is that I oh, always thank you like so connected. And like, I think that if you're, you know, getting a reading from somebody, it should, you should feel, you know, well, better than when you, you know, showed up. And my, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt no. you. <laughs> I'm pretty much, I mean, that, that was my thought. Well, and for me, there's so many things along those lines that I just agree with you so completely my whole intention as a, the mediumship, there might be healing that comes from it. Loved ones in spirit, they're going to say what they're going to say. But in terms wow. of psychic stuff, I fully believe that the whole reason that someone is getting a reading, whether they're going through a hard time or they're just looking to see what's coming in the future, it's for hope. It's not to, I've heard so many horror stories about, um, oh, you're going to lose your job. Good luck with that kind of thing. And it's like, well, where, where's the hope in that? Or what's what there has to be some kind of reason before it. So for me, I always set the intention if it is something that they're not wanting to hear, like, this isn't the right relationship for you, or this job that you just took, it doesn't feel like it was the best choice. I always go into the lesson that they're meant to learn from it. What's coming beyond that's going to take this is going to take them to that. I feel like the whole point of it is hope. And I know for myself, before I started doing this work, it was very shortly before I had a reading for myself and I walked away just going, Ooh, like part of it was mediumship. And with, um, she was very accurate, but all negative, like, Oh, your mom was overweight. Like just saying things that like, it's accurate, but why do like, I don't need a, a medium to be telling me that there's a lot of positive, good things that can be said. And, um, I like honesty in readings, but it just, it left me with a sense when I walked away of going like, Oh, I just, I don't feel good with, it just wasn't for me. And wow. I know ev there's so many different readers for different people for a reason. Some people resonate with other people and some people might have a reading with me and totally not resonate with me. That's just how it works. But I feel like I had that specific encounter so that I would know what I wouldn't want to do in a reading. So I'm, I'm very much on that same thought process of yeah. like, I want it to be about hope. And in terms of telling people what to do, I always make it so clear. I am not I telling you what you should or shouldn't do. Yeah. I just go into like the way I always phrase it is I go into your different options and see the feeling I get with it. And sometimes like, I never want someone to come back and say, well, you told me to do this because oh, yeah. <laughs> no, like, no, no, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just getting a feeling. And generally I find when I go about it that way, I would say nine times out of 10, the person says, well, that's, the feeling I had, but it's nice to get that outside validation. So to me, that's kind of, I'm just trying to help provide guidance and it can be challenging. I'm sure you've had people like this where you're picking up on something and they do not want to hear it. And you can say it four times. And then the fifth time they'll go, but really, like, are you sure that's what you're seeing? And that can be challenging, but I mean, 
yeah, I give what I get and I try to be very tactful and I always feel like there's a reason it comes through, but there's also a way to deliver it as well. Yes. Yeah. You, you, you're just really good at that. And thank you. So I, I, I also, I mean, there, you know, it's, it's funny. It's like for somebody who hasn't been, I mean, you haven't been doing it. You have been doing it a while, but it's, it's almost like you were natural, like born to do this. It was, it was like, okay, when, when you got the nudge from spirit, you did it and you followed through. And now they're like, look, we're going to give you all the information that you need to go forward. And that ego is gone, you know? And, um, that's, that's another thing that I've noticed in, in my, um, my own readings, but also other people that give me readings is, is that, that person who's telling you, you know, yucky information about your mom or what, just stuff that doesn't really apply. Um, and just, you know, asking their ego to be set aside so that they can have a beautiful reading and a healing experience. And I just don't really see that you have, I mean, I mean, I, I haven't had that experience with you. I I think that you have, you're very egoless and, and you're very kind and um, you have a huge heart. And so Thank you. I, just, yeah, I just really wanted to share you with everyone because I, I just think that it's very rare to get a, um, to get a session with someone and to sit with them and to really feel like you're being connected instead of like, I'm on this side and you're on that side. And it's like, it's never been like that with you. You're just always like, you know, you're giving so much hope. And, and I just love that about you. So thank you. Um, and you know, it's so funny in terms of kind of being born to do this. So many of the things that I'll hear other people struggling with, with how do I come out or, um, just really things like that, you know, anything along those lines, I've never really struggled with that or even choosing to do this work for an occupation. It was never like, I'm scared to do it. It was never a, oh my God, what are people going to think? And it's not about like, oh, I'm so confident. I don't, it's not about that. It's just more so I know that the people that are meant to come to me will. And I think a huge component as well as I, you hear so often about like you shouldn't be getting into this work to be famous or you shouldn't get into this work to be well-known. And for me, it's kind of almost the opposite because I am so like, I don't want to be in the center of attention. I don't want to be in the spotlight. So even to do this and like yeah. thinking about talking about myself, I'm like, oh my God, this is such a weird thing to be doing. So I think for me, that's maybe even almost a like something that sets me back is because I don't want to be the center of attention. I don't want like, look at me, look at me. I'm like the opposite of that. So I feel like that's more of a challenge for me than the ego piece of it, but it's always balance. Like, I feel like that's the theme of know, right? life, <laughs> trying to find that balance. Yeah. Right. It's so true. Oh my gosh. So much balance and so much. I, I just, um, I'm just, I'm all like warm and fuzzy. I'm so happy that you came and, um, I, can you give us any kind of like, do you, do you ever meditate when you meditate? Okay. I was asking, I wanted to ask them all like, ah. uh, <laughs> my words are not coming out right. I want to know so much. <laughs> so are, can you give us some advice about how like you meditate or just show, like, I know that's an, an, a big thing for people. And it's, I mean, I've been kind of guiding meditations for a very long time. And I think that it's something that needs to be brought out. Like some people say, I can't meditate or I can't, you know, and how do you do it? And how, what advice do you have for some people that are just kind of struggling with that? 
Definitely. That's such a good question. I feel like it's so important too. And to me, one of the biggest things is when people are saying like, I can't meditate, meditate. I can't, I can't shut my brain off. That's all the more reason to do it. And I don't think there's any human in the world who can just go, okay, my brain's off. I'm not thinking like no matter what style of meditating you're doing, there's always going to be those moments of your logical brain creeping in and going, well, you got to take out the garbage later. <laughs> like, what do you need to do tomorrow? <laughs> there, that's always going to creep into some extent. But I think such a big component of it is knowing there's different ways to meditate. You don't have to sit for an hour in silence just sitting there not thinking about anything you can do a walking meditation guided meditation is so helpful and to me I feel like such a big part of meditating for myself is not so much about totally clearing my mind it's just having that focus on that one central the person is guiding me and they might give some time where I do get to kind of go into la la land and see what comes up but I feel like it's more so about having that one solitary focus and when you do I'm sure people have heard this a thousand times, but when you catch your mind wandering off, pulling it back and just going, okay, I caught myself there coming back to center. And um, I think a huge, huge thing is just knowing that like different styles of meditation work for different people. And you're never going to be able to just shut your brain off. I've been meditating for probably seven years now. And some days are better than others. Some days I'm like, wow, I got so much information or I was in the zone. And some days it's like, I don't think I got much out of that at all. But it, I think another piece of it too, if you're going the guided route is not being scared to do like a five minute meditation or 10 minutes, it's still beneficial and finding the right person, because if it's someone doing it, that their voice is bugging you or they don't have good grammar or whatever, if it's going to be something that's distracting you, you're not going to be able to get into it either. So I think that's a part of it too, is kind of searching and find what resonates with you because it's going to be different for different people. Yeah, I agree. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I can tell you a lot of my clients too, or my friends, they, they have a hard time meditating and they just don't know. I think that we be- beat ourselves up for certain things of like, you're not going to beat yourself up because you couldn't lift 250 pounds at the gym, like in one day. So exactly, exactly. So, yeah. But, um, can you tell us like, what is the typical reading look like for you? Like, is it over the phone? Is it on zoom or how, how, how do you normally, what's a, a normal reading for you? Like for to- sure. So I do them all over the phone. Um, I used to do them in person when the pandemic hit, I went to phone and I find for me phone is better because I'm not seeing any kind of, uh, reaction from the person. I'm not seeing their physical appearance and going, well, they're this age. So they probably have this person on the other side at this point. It's just purely hearing the vibration of their voice and then information starts coming. So for me, the phone, I think if you're not familiar with this stuff, I know lots of people ask, well, how does it work over the phone? Like you're not in the same room as me. How can you read my energy? But it just doesn't work that way. So that's a piece of it, but I'll always over the phone. Um, or if it's an extenuating circumstance, I'll do zoom or something, but I don't usually like doing zoom or FaceTime because I find there's always some kind of technical error or there's a leg or there's something that happens and technology and me and do not mesh well so for me I find it almost kind of throws off the flow of the reading if I'm doing it that way so I really just prefer a phone call and then um, I give the option of half hour 45 minutes or an hour you have the option of just doing the psychic stuff just doing the mediumship or kind of a like a little bit of both um, it's really up to the the client more than anything else but yeah, yeah. 
That's cool. And then do you, um, now do you do several readings in one day or how, how does that work? I'm just curious. Yeah. So I book readings Tuesday through Saturday, and then I usually do three. Um, I always, I always do them in the morning. I used to do them in the evenings as well, but I find for me, like by the end, I'm a morning person by the end of the day, like I'm get me to six o'clock and like, you're not going to get much out of me. I'm just done by that point. So I find for me just for energy purposes, it works better for me to do them in the morning. So usually I do three, sometimes four a day, but usually three is good. And um, Tuesday through Saturday is usually what I do. Cool. Okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm having you say that just so in case people want to book a reading with you, they have an idea of like, what... thank you. I appreciate it. Not sure. Um, and, uh, let's see. So what else do I, is there anything else that you want to share about your life or, um, anything that helps you on a daily basis to get where you're at? I don't think so. Other than just I'm such an advocate for like listening to your intuition, listen to that gut feeling. And sometimes it's not even a matter of following through with it, but just recognizing it. And even for me still, there are moments where I have that feeling, oh, I should be going that way. And I'm going, no, no, logically, that doesn't make sense. And then something happens and I'm going, I should have gone that way. And it still sometimes happens even now because it it, wow. it goes against logic. You like you still have to be a rational, regular human being sometimes. <laughs> so it can be challenging, but I'm such an advocate for like, listen to that gut feeling. It doesn't matter if you're super psychic or not really. Everyone has had a gut feeling at some point in their life. And I'm just, listen, please listen. Wow. If there's anything else to add, that's all I want to add. But otherwise, thank you so much for having me. I just appreciate it so much. It's so nice being able to chat with you. Me too. So I am not done with you, girl. You're not leaving. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Like 20 more minutes. Um, so it's so funny because I have been asked this question several times and I think that it it's a common question. And I'm going to just be that annoying person that has no idea, but I'm going to ask it anyways. If you're browsing in the bookstore or you're at the gas pump or anything like that, do you feel like spirit just reaches you all the time or do you, and you like kind of shut it out or are you constantly being bothered? Like, how does that work for you? Like, you know, what's so interesting. This had kind of popped in my head before, and I totally forgot to mention it when you had said about me sort of being born to do this. For me, I hear that all the time where it's like, well, how do I shut it off? Or lots of people say I'm being bombarded constantly. And for me, I think because it's something that I really have experienced for the entire duration of my lifetime, I have just learned to shut it off. Like when I'm out in public, if I let myself, I will just be in la la land. Like you, I'll be in the grocery store, just totally in another world (laughs) because there's so much energy and there's so many people and there's spirit all around. But for me, it's not like I'm standing paying for my groceries going, Oh, this guy's grandpa's in spirit because I do so intentionally shut it off. And I, I don't, I never had to learn how to do that in the way that some people have to, because I think I just had to, to function in life and like to get through life in a somewhat normal capacity. I have to do that. So if I wanted to walk around all day, every day open, I think it would probably drive me insane just because it's so overwhelming. But for me, I, I think I am just naturally able to just 
like it's just shut off when I'm not using it. So for me, it's kind of almost the opposite because I've had those moments of questioning myself where I'm going, well, if I was such a good medium, like, why don't I know right now that that guy's dad is in spirit? And then I'm going like, no, no, it's good. Like I need to keep it shut yes. off. So, yes. and I'm a full believer of being respectful with like, I'm never just going to go up to someone and be like, Hey, I have a message for you. Even if there's something that is standing out to me, I'm never going to do that. So I think it is good to have it shut off in a way. And sometimes to some extent, there is no shutting it off. Like, especially in terms of more. So if I'm meeting someone right away, get a feeling "Mm, not my kind of person, Mm, totally my type of person, you get that. But to more like people are always scared. Like, are you reading my mind? Do you know like my deepest secrets and like I don't want to know that stuff I try to do my right? best to that off because I don't want to know like please no. please no like that's not what I want to be seeing so I I keep it shut off very yeah. intentionally and then when I'm doing readings I very intentionally open it when I'm done my readings I close it so but I think it's been it's never been something that I'm like oh my gosh I need to learn how to make them go away because for me it's just it's always been like that's what I have to do yeah, makes sense. It's so good. Um, I have the same experience, by the way. That's that's great. Um, so can you remember, you said that this has been happening to you basically your whole life. Um, can you remember like a couple of incidences when you were child, like a child when it happened to you or when what kind of experience you had? I'm just wanting to hear about yeah so my mom like I said was kind of into all the metaphysical stuff and she had me reading auras when I was really little and she would be like what color is that person's aura and I remember so specifically one of my uncles I had seen that he had like a red aura and he was so offended by it for whatever reason he just didn't like that it was red so I don't really even remember doing that but she like that was one thing that I did all the time um so cool in terms of like with the mediumship, there wasn't as much like I don't see dead people walking around in front of me. So it's not like I saw someone standing there or something like that. I've never really had those kinds of experiences. But for me, because the way that I receive information is like in my mind, if I close my eyes, there's pictures, there's colors, there's movement, like that's always happening. And I just thought that's how everybody experienced it. So my entire lifetime, like when I close my eyes, it's not just my eyelids, it's like patterns or colors or movement or shapes like that is that's, it never goes away. So for me, all that stuff, it's almost like I didn't know that that's not what happens for everybody. So that's kind of, I guess, the distinction or a lot of times, like, no matter where I have lived, I hear stuff like I'll hear banging or tapping or knocking or things falling or Mm -hmm. someone whispering or like the other day I kind of heard a man shouting and I'm going like there's no man around anywhere I don't see anybody on the street like little things like that but for me it's just so built in I just kind of assume that's how it happens (laughs) for everybody but I never had a specific like I saw my passed away grandma at the end of the bed or something like that it doesn't it just has never happened for me in that way Yeah. Do you ever hear your name being called? I I'm hearing my, I hear my name being called a lot. Like, and I, and I feel like over time and during meditation and stuff like that, I'm like, Oh, I think that's my spirit guides or, you know, angels or something telling me like, Hey, I'm here. And like, or ask me for help. They want, they always want us to ask for help. Um, so do you ever hear your name being called or, or I do. And I find a big time for me that will be is when I'm in that half asleep, half awake, either right when I'm falling asleep or right when I'm waking up and it'll jolt me back awake where I'm going, Oh my God, like I live by myself. So 
there's no one here calling my name. I know there's someone doing it, but it's not anybody physically standing there beside me. So yeah, I definitely have that happen as well. It's not like we get scared either. Like, it's so funny when you've lived with that your whole life. I never get scared. Do you? I I just live with no, it. Oh, very not- rarely, very rarely it will happen where say, especially like at nighttime when I'm worried about like what if someone's going to break in or whatever, like there's a fear in that if I hear like a, a knocking noise or something, but at this point I either go, okay, it's my cat or it's spirit, or maybe it's the house shifting, but I, I don't, it's not like a fear. I think in the way that maybe some people experience it, because like you said, it's just always been that way. Like everywhere I've lived, that's what happened. Yeah. So they kind of get used to it after a while. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. And then I see your dog there. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) My senior puggle. I know. He's so sweet. Well, um, now can you please tell me, um, how can people reach you? I'm going to put it in the post, but, um, I just wanted to see if you could just tell us how can we reach you on Facebook? Yeah, for sure. Facebook, um, you can message me directly. That's usually because people will ask, how do I book a reading with you? Because I don't have it on my website where you go and like pick a day and everything. I just prefer people to contact me because a lot of times they have questions about what I do or what they can expect, or I I don't want it to just be a showing up to the reading and they don't know what's happening. So you can contact me through Facebook, through my website, through email, which is on my website. Those are the big ones. Instagram also I have, but um, yeah, any, any form like that is good to connect with me for sure. Social media and they should message you directly. Okay. Okay. And then what is your website? It is www.rishalee.com. It's R-I-C-H-A-L-E-E.com. Okay, great. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I'm, I looked at your website and it does tell your story. You do tell your story on there and it's really, it needs an update. <laughs> God, don't we all, I feel like I need to update mine every like few years. Cause I'm just like, who is that person that on that website? Yeah. I didn't even know that girl. <laughs> exactly. Well, oh my gosh, Risha, thank you so much for coming and just taking the time out of your day to come and, and share with us. And I just can't wait for everyone to just call you. So be get ready. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for having me. I always enjoy our interactions. I know we had met each other for a certain reason, but I'm just so grateful to even know you. So thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Risha. Okay, I'll see you soon. Right, Sounds bye. good. Bye. bye.